Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Foul Territory. I'm Steve Geisler. I'm Cece. I'm Raj. And I'm Sean. And we're here to talk about everything baseball. Let's get into it. talk about the Yankees being terrible no let's not no (laughs) (laughs) I think personally that they uh preview to our first podcast attempt was I was talking about Jackie Bradley Jr. being the best free agent bargain and I think he fits perfectly what the Yankees need someone that can actually play the outfield and isn't a third baseman just that they throw out there and a lefty yeah, what's killing us right now is definitely missing that lefty bat. Definitely hurts. Makes it too easy for pitchers to dominate. I think I will disagree with you a little bit on the on the Andujar hit there because Andujar's hitting has been exceptional lately, and he hasn't. I'll give him this: he hasn't embarrassed himself in left field. Has there been a couple plays he probably should have had? Yes. He missed two well, balls that like. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that the four of us would catch, but the four of us have a shot at catching. Against no, listen, listen, I agree. He, and listen, he really shouldn't be in left field. However, he has also made a couple diving plays and, you know, a couple good plays where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, there we go. Like, there's a fucking double. Then all of a sudden he catches it and I'm like, oh, shit. And I think he has two guys thrown out at second base right now. He's made a couple of nice throws. Yeah, but like, I've heard this lefty bat thing a lot. Like, the Yankees are not one piece away. Like, the way I'm watching them right now, this is as bad as the Yankees I've seen them in a while. Like, they look lost. Like, I, they have the talent to make a comeback. I'm not saying they don't, but, like, this is, like, not, uh, like, okay. Like, they're all right. Like, no, like, they're falling. They're in fourth place right now. I think piece, uh, wrong, uh, one piece away is kind of the wrong way to think about it. It's more like we need, like, almost like that one big moment. You know what I mean? Like, something to turn it around. Like, I, like, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like, just something, like, you're right. The team needs to wake up. Their offense has been lacking lately. Their pitching, which was a savior of them in the beginning of the season, has been one of their biggest. I mean, fucking Tyone can't even go an inning now. Like, what was it? He let, he got one out. Might have been two. I can't remember off the top of my head. Only got one. Yeah. Like, like couldn't even get out of the first inning. The offense is Cortez took over. The offense has been pretty bad all year. Like the, the pitching, like you said, saved you guys. Now the pitching is coming back down to exactly. earth. Exactly, and that's the problem. Offense. So like, like is DJ? Is this DJ now? Like this is a third of the way through the season, and the guy's not. I mean, I think he overplayed the last two years. I don't know, like if this is what he truly is, but I don't think you can expect the guy to go back to top three MVP finisher. I th- I think he's not as bad as he's been this year but he's right. not as good as he was the last two. I think it's somewhere yeah. in the middle and we'll figure out where it is. I mean, I think DJ's, um, as Reza, I, I think DJ's their best player. I, I think he's very good. Yeah, no, like, DJ has definitely been a disappointment this season. I don't think that's how he's normally going to play. I do think you could have expected a little bit of a regression. I think the last two years were definitely a shock to anybody, to everybody, a welcome shock to us Yankee fans, but, uh, Definitely not something anyone was expecting him to continue, but I don't think what I'm nobody, obviously nobody wanted it uh, on the Yankee side for him to go down this bad, but I don't think he's going to hold it there. It's just, 
can he turn it around? Because especially him in the leadoff spot, like it's getting to the point where he's leading off the game with an out. Where before it was like, all right, like you know, there's a guy on first. It changes the set- setting of the game, and I think Boone's been making a lot of lineup changes that have hurt us. That have definitely. You know, I, I don't even know what to say for the Yankees at this point. They got my hopes up a little bit in Minnesota this week. And then Chapman decided to just shit on my hopes. And it seemed like whatever momentum we were building just got killed in that moment. All right. Sean, on one really. last point, and then we can move off this sorry franchise. Just going back to DJ, I think another big thing that uh, he was contributing to the team the last couple of years is that he was hitting really well with runners in scoring position this having a lot of clutch hits and lately he's been struggling with that he did have the game tying home run against philly two games ago so maybe that's another that's a move that like you know wakes him up and gets his season going in the right track but at this point you guys lost that game though right we did lose the game <laughs> for dj I mean, individually that was a good moment for a moral victory like moral victory for one player stan has an 844 ops like he's probably better than that but like He's producing somewhat. Judge has a 920 OPS, right? So the guy's going off. Then you got Urshela's a 750 OPS. That's about where he's supposed to be. Gary Sanchez has a 754 OPS. That's probably miles above where he's supposed to be. 200, 200 points lower than where he normally is. But everyone else is below average on the team. And, like, who from that group are you expecting to step up? DJ, I guess. Like, besides that, Gardner, no. And Duhar's a 712. That's average. That's where he's going to be. Odor, no. Torres is a 707. Maybe he could step it up a little bit. I mean, this is a weak team. I think the Yankees are in bad shape. I, I like, I just feel like Yankee fans, like, I've heard them at the time when the game goes on, they like bitch a little bit. But I feel like most Yankee fans think that they're fine this year and like they're going to pick it up at some point. But like, I legit think that the Yankees are ass. Like, this might be my fault. I made a deal with the sports gods that. I will take Yankees not making the playoffs if they deliver the Islanders a cup. Well, so. they're not, he's not even going to deliver on the Islanders winning a cup. So <laughs> you, you kind of lost that deal. All right, moving on. Um, I have just noted offenses, offenses has really come alive in the last month. Interesting. Because I looked at uh, the oh, average oh. OPS in April was 690, which is nice. But uh, holy shit. It's back up to 712, which still Dang. very low. Yeah, but that's still you're getting more. You're getting back up more to that average of what it was. It was so seven fifty. How long ago was the spite attack? Like two weeks ago, was it? Two weeks I ago. Think, I think like what three weeks it? ago was like when it started. You started getting like the like you know mumblings about it, and then two weeks ago was when like Donaldson called out Cole. That's it's a true. big. That's a big part of it. I actually, I kind of want to say this for later, but I'll just preface it with: I think it's also the temperature. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. I was yeah. going to say, though, the Donaldson thing was interesting because, like, you had a lot of people coming at Donaldson for being stupid. You had a lot of people backing them up. And, like, I didn't really – like, what's the situation with that? That Because, like, I understood he called out a bunch of guys using fight attack, but then for some reason it was personal with Garrett Cole. Like, why is that? Uh, the biggest thing was he named Cole. Like, it was kind of like there are a ton of pitchers. I'd, I'd honestly say, like, maybe, like, Probably 80% of pitchers have at least used it a couple of times, even if they haven't continued using it. I think it was more the fact that he he called out Cole personally. And then, you know, listen, that was one of the highlights of the Twin Series was watching as a Yankees fan, 
watching Cole strike him out and then stare him down, tip the cap to him. Like, and then Donaldson hit the game tying home run. Not off Cole, though. Hold up. Not off Cole, and that was three games later. Nope. <laughs> Donaldson went on a Section 10, actually, right after the home run. Not kidding. He hit the home run, was on Section 10 30 minutes later. Yeah. And he said that it wasn't anything personal against Garrett Cole. It was the way he put it, kind of a weird way of putting things. He said, I hate all hitters. I mean, I hate, sorry, I hate all pitchers. Garrett Cole is a pitcher. Okay. Uh, so, I feel like Garrett Cole has, like, undeservedly gotten the face of that. Definitely. I think Donaldson also mentioned that he that Cole was the first pitcher to actually like have a start after he had called yeah. the entire you know all, all of the pitchers out. So it was just the timing of it was a little off, but and it, it just so happened he to go after that. Cole. Oh, then I'll say this for Cole: at least that start, I don't think he was using spider tag again. If he was, it was a very risky move to use spider tag uh, with all the with all eyes on him. Yeah. But he brought his RPMs back up. He dominated that game. So it just shows he is a talented pitcher. Like, again, like even DeGrom, there are mumblings that DeGrom might have been using. DeGrom is still a dominant pitcher. Like, there are, there's still going to be that, that level of, there are pitchers who, even if they were using it, they're still going to be dominant. I think, honestly, I think the face of this should honestly be, and it's going against my own pitcher, Chapman. What the fuck? This, oh, yeah. all this came out, and this man has not been able to save a game since. His RPMs are down 250. It's not great. Yeah. I didn't like, know that RPM affected your fastball that much. Oh, yeah. Fastball velocity is down. So. Well, his fastball Actually, was back have... up. His slider has been – his slider used to be one of his best pitches, and now it's like it doesn't move. It just looks like a slower fastball. Like, well, I just, what I just learned about spin rate and why it matters is the fastball velocity that everyone sees, like 99-mile-an-hour fastball, that's coming out of the hand. It's not going across the plate at that speed. So when you have a ball that can spin a lot, it's going to maintain that velocity more. So rather than dropping off from 99 to like 78, which actually is how much it does, which I was kind of shocked by, um, wow. one that can spin, it can be 98 and stay maybe in the mid-80s, high 80s, which is a big difference, which is why you see why the changeup is such a good pitch. It doesn't spin, which is why it like, slows down so much from mound to plate, whereas the fastball can maintain a lot of its speed. That's why you see yeah. all those backwards and terrible swings on change-ups but it's really just i think i think the spin really i i'm not an expert on this but i think that the spin does impact all pitches oh yeah for sure it definitely does i mean you yeah. can look at all pitchers any pitch they've been throwing when they obviously have stopped using has it's been affected so and i did learn something new though you do learn something new every day so that's so what i learned at the, the agenda is uh vladdy has a wagon yeah, yeah. He, he he does. I mean, Frog <laughs> loves the wagon on Vlad. I was watching. I was watching the Red. So the Red Sox were playing the Blue Jays this weekend. He had, I think, does he have a home run in every game? He may have three home runs in three days. I'm not sure. Either two or three. He had one that I can definitely remember where he hit it to center, and I, I haven't seen a ball hit that hard at Fenway in a while. Then he had one this today which is the one that I really want to talk about because I was watching the game with my dad. He hits the ball oppo. It looks like it's going to the gap. It's pretty well hit. And there's a guy on second and my dad's like, Oh, the guy's going to score. And then we watch the ball soar 50 feet over the fence. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just hit that out? It was like an away fastball. It's like 93. He looks, he just kind of like golf swings. It looks any other hitter. It's a gapper, maybe a double. Yeah. Over the bullpen. I was like, what the hell? 
No, so might have been a different animal. I put him over Tatis. He is crazy. He's unreal this year. And as Raj has so lovingly pointed out, he has the wagon. When we went to that game a few weeks ago, this man came up to the plate, and Raj immediately turns to us and goes, oh, man, the wagon is off. Dude, it's indescribable. You've got to be there to see it. you got to be there. I mean, this podcast. Seeing it in person is different. It is. I'm it is definitely the most sus on this podcast now, taking <laughs> CeCe's crown. But, but I, mean, I mean, really, you guys saw it. No, I – I'm in agreement. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vladdy's been unreal. He's I think leading like every offensive category in Major League Baseball. Oh, right yeah. Easily the early favorite for the AL MVP. I think Otani's still favorite. Oh yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. I think Otani's still the favorite right now. I think if Vladdy can keep this going, though. I think the narrative changes though when the media, which they haven't talked about it yet, Vladdy is triple crown, right there. Yeah. So if he gets that, I mean the uh, RBIs, like people don't care about RBIs anymore. I think no. baseball writers do, but that's the thing is baseball writers. I think too. Yeah. I don't think RBIs mean that much. I think being in the middle of the Toronto lineup is more having to do with it. Right. But he's a maniac. All right. Next on the docket, Tatis versus Degrom this week. Very very interesting series. Sean yeah. was very upset to watch Tatis get absolutely blown away by Degrom. Well. He's not the only plan. one in a grand slam today. No, I mean, yeah, I, I literally like I'm a Mets fan, and like it feels like I'm just appreciating the Grom like outside of my team. Like it's just the things that he can do, it's ridiculous. Bro, like, I feel like I'm a closeted Mets fan. I love the Grom so much. He has four pitches, he uses two of them. Like he doesn't lose his third or fourth pitch unless he absolutely has to. He dominated every single lineup, every single hitter in the Padres lineup with a slider and a fastball. And he Everyone knows what he's doing. He throws a down and away fastball and then down and away slider, and they can't do anything. Like, I don't. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, bro, the man has more RBIs than he has earned runs this season. That is insane. That is an unreal stat. The crowd was also electric when Degrom was yeah. pitching. Every time he got to a two strike count, the entire stadium was erupting. Dude, I mean, <laughs> like utter domination. Watching that guy. So he had a he had to leave the game because of injuries. He okay? Yeah, I mean, he's always been battling something like this year, especially. He had the he had the back problem, which he's saying it really shows. Yeah, he seems to be like one of those guys where he's like really like in tune with himself. So like after he came out of the start, like he did a po- uh, press conference and he was like, "Yeah, like I did my own ligament check and I'm fine." And like he knew exactly like what spot was hurting, and he said it's not like a Tommy John issue because he's had it before. And he said like it's a completely different spot, but like oh, I mean, obviously, and I'm just like I'm dying. Like, how does this man know exactly what's wrong with him? Like, you also had three undiagnosed heart attacks, and you're only 19. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I sorry, I was talking about Andrew Har catching that fly ball. The three of us have a chance of catching that. I, I was gonna say that. I was listen. I was keeping that to myself. I was kind of like, damn, Rosh thinks I had a shot at getting that. Cool. <laughs> Maybe you on like a horse, but it has to be like a pretty good horse. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've lost weight. Listen, I've lost weight. I, I've genuinely that was not even fully about the weight. More as <laughs> even if you're getting to that ball, you're so you're and receiver's not getting. <laughs> no, oh, also those Scherzer. I didn't really read into that. So I have him on my fantasy team. So I've been reading with great interest. I, he's fine. He's fine. 
He's probable yeah, today. He's listed as he's probable for his start on Tuesday. So what did he come out with? Um, I think it was ham, ham. It was a groin that. injury, I think. Groin, I yeah, it was, it was lower body. It was something weird. Wait, who is Scherzer? Ooh. Oh yeah, that the was... pitcher on the Nationals. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. No, he, yeah. They say he's they moved him back a day. He's he's cleared to make his next turn through the rotation Wednesday versus the Pirates, which Wednesday my fans yeah, that's, fucking that's go. <laughs> That's gonna be a great game. That's that's Ryan Null uh, Sunday night matchup, right? There. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> matchup. I see like the Pirates are pretty bad. I mean, oh my god! Like, oh my god, they're Did you bad. See the error the other day, Pat McAfee tweeted it out. The one against Baez? No, that was bad though. It was, <laughs> that was bad. It was um, what was it? Oh, it was an error. It was just a, a ground ball to the shortstop gets by him. Then the guy throws it into second, even though no one's running the second. Gets by the shortstop again, and the guy gets two more bases. He ends up on third base. The Pirates are just a joke of an organization. Like no, how they're still allowed to exist is quite honestly a miracle. Yeah, like you know the the Austin Meadows trade. It's pretty well published, or the, it's supposed to be the Chris Archer trade. But uh, it was Archer for Meadows, Glasnow. And there's a third piece, and he throws like a hundred. <laughs> He's uh, yes. great success. So no, we when we, when we only know two out of three of the package, and it's yeah. already like one of the biggest I mean, dude, was just, trades. If like, it was just Glasnow. Yeah, literally just Glasnow. Yeah, really. You can pick and any. The fact that Chris Archer is now on Tampa makes it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's your rental for they nothing. Got the guy back. <laughs> That's awful. No, we do need to do that one day. Is like make a hit list on these owners because I don't even know these guys' names. But like the Pirates, the Rockies. Oh, the Rockies. More news. Trevor Story is not resigning. <laughs> they, they oh, yeah, he's of, made that abundantly. <laughs> they're not yeah, resigning. Like, nope, I'm testing free agency. So Which... why did you trade Arenado? Oh, because they weren't. Because he was gonna hurt himself if he stayed there. <laughs> was it was it a mental health issue? Is that is that what it's told me? No, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that guy, like, there's, like, a certain level of respect. The guy asks to leave. You can't just be, like, we're going to hold you here. Like, here's the only thing I'll say. I get that, that, but the return was putrid. Oh, no. I mean, paying to get those prospects? Yeah. Didn't even get, like, didn't even get the Carlson. I think he's the best prospect. Didn't get anyone. No, they didn't. They had, the Cardinals have, like, three guys that are, like, legit, like, top 100 guys that you would want on your team. They got none of them. For one of the better third basemen in baseball. Yeah, Gomber's the only major league piece they got who's been like a decent starter for them this right. year, but no other prospects. The Rockies, none of the top 100 guys. That's you're gonna build. And they're paying starters. The yeah, they're paying money too. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even give him up and get like money back. They literally paid someone to take him. And then it came out that the the option in Arenado's contract was negotiated by the Rockies side. Arenado didn't even ask for the option. The Rockies wanted to put it in so they'd have an excuse for Arenado to leave. That's like they were playing this stupid game. It's I just don't know why these guys are allowed to own teams. Who's right. playing the numbers? This upcoming week, what to watch? Big series coming up starts tomorrow. Three game series between the Rays and the White Sox. Mm. Listen, these are the pitching matchups. Monday, Glasnow versus Lynn. Mm. Pretty good. Tuesday, McClanahan versus Keuchel. Also pretty good. And Wednesday, Yarborough versus Giolito. Pretty good series coming up. I have White Sox two out of three. 
Really? The Rays are red hot. I know, but I, we mentioned the starters. Uh, McClanahan is good, but I would take Keuchel. Yarbrough solid. I would take Giolito. I would take Glasnow over Lynn. So I just I did it that way. Okay. Yeah. And it's also in Chicago. Should have mentioned that. Okay. Anyone else? I kind of agree. With you. I think I go White Sox two out of three. I think the Rays are definitely, especially the way they've been playing, are definitely going to at least take one of those games. But I think the White Sox are too good of a team yeah. to get to not win that series. What are the White Sox in the last 10? Seven and three, six and four. And two. What's up? Eight and two. Eight and two. Okay. Even better. Yeah, so they're all red hot. Like, and those are their three best pitchers, arguably, yeah. right now. Exactly. Actually, Rodon carried a no hitter into the seventh today. Rodon's been pitching well for them too. I forgot about him. Yeah. All right. So I have just a, just a note on the these teams. My big note is on Shane McClanahan. He has his average fastball has been ninety eight point two miles an hour and nine point eight inches of break. So in terms of percentiles, that's ninety ninth in terms of velocity and ninety seventh in terms of movement. Is that good? It's pretty good. But I think that the, the the capper on that is it's 97th, but you have to take into account that's including fastballs that are like Cesar Valdez, which is like 80. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that. So his ball is 97th percentile in terms of movement, and it's also like the fastest. Yeah. I don't know how you hit that, but his ERA is four. So league's figuring out how to hit it. Interesting. Yeah, I always see him on stats like Degrom's like average fastballs up there, and then they always have a Clinton right up there yeah. as well. And He's then still another, going a big time prospect. He can definitely, you know, yeah, figure stuff out. He's a raised prospect. He's gonna figure it out. And then I have their top of their what I saw thought was their main. I got ten guys, not nine guys, of their main lineup. The top OPS is Wendell with eight forty. Isn't great. I mean, good. Don't get me wrong. But the is reason Austin that Meadows, Austin Meadows is eight. He was eight thirty seven. He was right there. Wow. Okay. So they were they were they were both right next to each other. Um. But the kicker is that of the 10 of them, the lowest is Margot, who has a 685, which isn't terrible for the, right. worst, for the worst hitter on your team. So, I mean, I think that just shows what, how Tampa does it. They have no stars. You're going to be – all nine of you guys are within 160 OPS points, which, I mean, I can only compare the Red Sox because I know them well. The difference between J.D. Martinez and Marwin Gonzalez is like 400 points. Yeah. A lot more – a lot different. Yeah, we got notes. Anything else on Tampa or Chicago? Fuck Tampa. I'm waiting for them to make a trade. I feel like this is their year. They're getting hot at the right time. Mm. I think this is the year they make that blockbuster trade. Hopefully, they can sign the guy. They get a franchise piece. But who do you think they go for? Um, hopefully a big bat because, like Roger was saying, they don't have that star bat. I mean, if they go for Trevor Story, that would be so sick. That'd be crazy. And they have the prospects to unload for sure. Yeah. The only thing is. If you're getting story, you're getting them as a rental because they're blocked up at second base shortstop. True. You know, I don't think Tampa has know. the money to re-sign Trevor Story also either. True. Right. You're not they want to. Franco. Also, Trevor Story is not even like all that this year. Like he's good. Like how much are you going to unload for him? But I think but again, like if even if he is a rental, if it gets you a World Series. Also, it's, it's the Rockies. I offer a bag of peanuts and work. Yeah, true. Him. They just like, gave up Arenado for nothing. They'll give up Story. Honestly, just be like, hey, pay us to take him. And they'll be like, okay. Right. We'll take half his contract, too. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. If I were a GM, I would just trade with Pittsburgh and Colorado and nobody else. Just no way. Exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to hot takes. Anyone go uh, first one? Ooh. Maybe that one? I don't know. I can go first just because it kind of is going off of what we were just talking about. I think the White Sox are the best team in the American League, and I think they're the best team in the American League in the last five years. The White Sox? Including the 2018 Red Sox. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That you're saying the White Sox are like the best. Oh no 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 no. Oh, yeah, I was confused. Last, sorry, sorry. Not over. That would be a hot take. Yeah. Not over the last five years. I'm saying the 2021 White Sox. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> the 20, right. the 2018 Red Sox and the Dodgers. American League. I, I I did that. Oh, specifically. Okay. American. I did that specifically to avoid the Dodgers. Yeah. Yes, I do think the Dodgers are better. Okay, so but. the thing is, the Astros. I'm not gonna suck off. I'll say no, no, Astros don't. Count. The Red Sox, I gotta say. I gotta let me just what their lineup will be at the end of the year. Anderson, actually, I have Madrigal in here. Is he coming back? I don't know. Uh, he's getting surgery. Isn't he? His hamstring exploded. I don't know how long it takes to come back from that. <laughs> Robert and Jimenez will be back. So it's Anderson. Then oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna put in Matt Madrigal, Madrigal, yeah, Abreu, Robert, Jimenez, Moncada, Yerman. Grandal, Eaton. Eaton sucks. I'll, I'll give you that. Eaton sucks. Eaton's the worst hitter. Eaton is the worst hitter, and Jesus he's their nine. Christ. But this lineup is absurd. And their starting pitching is not even that bad. Yeah, I mean, oh, not that bad? Their ace is starting Gino, pitching. Their second is Lynn. Their third is Rodon. Their fourth is Cease. Their fifth is Keiko. Okay, I got this. Oh, what's wrong with their bullpen? Oh, they have the best closer in the league, Hendricks. They have a setup guy named Crochet, who genuinely I haven't really heard of. I looked at his ERA. It's 0.3. Seems pretty good. 27 innings, one run. Jesus. The thing with Crochet was he wow. was a uh, he was the like a first round pick last season. And he's I didn't already up in the that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's a career 0.34 ERA and 26 <laughs> innings, but that's still ridiculous. That like, is oh, and it's like, oh, they 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 can't have depth. They have Andrew Vaughn, who's a top 20 prospect. Yeah. And is going to be really good. And I know he's not that good, but I like him. Billy Hamilton can fly. And he's, like, kind of fitting in, though, on that team. Yeah. I feel like it's like a Tony La Russa guy. Like, Actually, oh. I'm, I'm not factoring in coaching into this, that they're the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Because Cora is a lot better than La Russa if you're going to compare yeah. those two teams. Also, they have Michael Kopech waiting. He's, okay. curr- he's currently a bullpen guy. He's going, like, three innings at a time. I think as dark as this sounds, he's just waiting for one of the starting five to get injured, and I think he just slots in. I kind of like him in the bullpen, though. He's, he's a high-velocity guy. I know, but if you if he can be a starter, you make him a starter. Yeah. So Kopech is hurt right now at, the, at this moment, but – Oh, Kopech is hurt? Yeah, 10-day IL. Okay. He's always hurt. Um, but, yeah, so health permit – that also is a big part of this, is that the 2018 Red Sox were healthy the whole year and that this team is definitely not healthy. No. But yeah. – I'm saying purely on paper, I think this is the best team since I don't even know how to put the put 2013 Tigers. I'll throw it on there in the American League. Like this team is scary. Also scary young. No one of those guys is old. Eaton. Yeah, this is this is a well bit built team. Oh, Jose Bray is probably the oldest guy. Oh, Eaton. Right. Eaton well, their starters are pretty old. Lynn and Keiko are up there. That's just yeah. This is like kind of a sneaky team, honestly. Everyone's hyping them up, but I don't think they look at them as like the world, like like the league superpower. I think they kept themselves under the radar. And the managers be an idiot. Yeah. Sneak. Well, yes. 
Tony LaRusso is an asshole. Right. But... And I guess the injuries as well. No, the injury, they, they don't have Jimenez and Robert right now, who I have as their four and five. I don't really watch White Sox baseball, I'll be real with you, but I have them as their fourth and fifth hitter. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I just think any team that – I think my philosophy – sorry, I didn't come up with it, but I think that every team, your top five hitters are going to get runs, even the Orioles. I mean, Mullins, Hayes, Mancini, Mountcastle, and – all right, four. <laughs> they don't have a fifth, but yeah. <laughs> they, those guys produce runs. And I think every team, your eight and nine, are probably not going to produce runs, even though this White Sox team, Grandal and Adam Eaton will. I think you really, you've got to see your lineup. Where are you in the fifth, sixth, and seventh spot? And their fifth, sixth, and seventh is Eloy Jimenez. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yoan Moncada and your Mercedes. And that's incredible. That is. Yeah, that's a dangerous team. Not a bad argument. I don't know. I still don't know about best team in the past, best AL team in the past five years. So who would you think of this? I still think I go 18 Red Sox as much as it pains me to say it. I'm a Red Sox uh, fan. And I think that this team, don't get me wrong, insane. But can you name two guys in their bullpen? Kimbrell's the easy one. Who was their eighth inning guy? Yeah, was it Joe Kelly that year? It was Joe Kelly. Uh, it wasn't great that year, I remember. What's up? Joe Kelly was good that year, right? He was good. Don't, good, but as good as Joe Kelly. I think he would blow three ERA maybe, which is yeah. solid. But if you're talking about the best team, I'd like to have a point three ERA as the eighth inning guy, not a three ERA. So obviously no, listen, I, I but, agree with you, but you're also making the argument it's on, like you, you even said it before, on paper, White Sox are the best yeah. team. I, I think it's a little still too – I think it's still a little too early to tell because who knows they fall off, right? These injuries keep plaguing them. Right. Like who knows how they're going to finish. My counter is that they're in first place. Their expected win loss is second in the league and they haven't had Robert Jimenez. They can sustain at least. So we know for a fact that they can sustain two major injuries and be the number one team in baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing going in that direction. They have the, they have the division. They just can't block. I mean, I no, they're not going to be inflated. I agree. I, this year, I agree. I think White Sox are best team in the American League. But I think if you put them head to head against the Red Sox, not even like it's not even about like who I can name on each team and stuff like that. I think it's I think if you put that it's team in the World Series, right? Both those teams in a World Series against each other, I think the 2018 Red Sox overpower them. That's fair, but that's also because Cora in the playoffs understood the shortcomings of his team. So every one of the Red Sox starting pitchers, except for Price, came out of the bullpen. Sale finished the, the World Series. He, did, he, he said, I don't trust Kimbrell. He didn't trust Kimbrell to the point that he had Chris Sale come in and close it out. I remember against the Yankees, he had Porcello close out one game. He had Uvalde close out the Dodgers. I mean, he didn't trust that bullpen. And I think that Lewis is an idiot, but I think any manager would trust this bullpen. This bullpen's a lot better. Enough talking about the Chicago bullpen. What are your guys' hot takes? Hmm. You guys got one? I'm trying to stay away from the White Sox, but I mean, they're my favorites to win the World Series at this point in time because I don't know. I just like, I don't really see anyone in the NL. I, obviously, the Dodgers repeating would be tough and they have a good team, but I just like the White Sox. I think they have a great mix of young and of young homegrown players and you know, older free agents that they've signed, like Lance Lynn and Keiko. 
I think they're a really well balanced team and could actually be scary in October. Okay. I got the Mets winning it still. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. But Bro, uh, oh. <laughs> you know Dom Shot. Smith's available in our fantasy league. Who is? So much he sucks. Who? Dom Smith available in our fantasy. Oh, Dom Smith's awesome. Dom Smith is not going to be the reason we win the World Series when we do. But. No, you, your pitching is great. What the fuck? Who's hitting for you? Lindor. Oh, yeah. Look oh, up yes, last yes. fifteen or something. Going on. Oh, he's he's had fifteen good games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows last the World Series is dependent on these last okay. fifteen games. So he's got to do that for the rest of the year, and then you know, Alonzo picks it up. You get McNeil, J.D. Davis, Conforto, and the other guy. I forget. You've got so many ifs, though. Oh I was about God. to say, that's like, six. That's my I problem. counted six ifs. <laughs> mm. And you weren't so even done with them. That's before I cut you off. You what? We figure out how to clone DeGrom. We pitch him the other four days. All right. Now I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I well, – you cloned DeGrom. I'd be, now you got it. I'd be shocked if the team that comes out of the NL to go to the World Series is not from the NL West. Really? I, uh, dude, I'm not even bullshitting. I think the Mets have, like, a really good chance. No, I don't – I think that – I would give them the fourth best odds. I honestly would give you the division. I, mean, division I, give you, I give you your division. I love Atlanta. I know they suck right now, but I still like them. I actually, but that being said, no, the Mets should have better odds than Atlanta. I'll, that's third best. I mean, I'm not scared about the wild card because we have DeGrom. So, like, I don't really, it's kind of the same thing. I, who would you, I'm just trying to think of who would you play. Oh, you'd play the NL West team. Yeah. Play the Padres or the Giants. Or the Dodgers would be crazy. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. All right. Um, who hasn't shown you inside yours? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you have Steve. Uh, you know I think you want my to hot it. take is going <laughs> to. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Save it for the highlighting hitter part. Save it for later. Uh, my hot take is going to be. I, <laughs> I think Giants. Uh, snag uh, the f- division. Oh. I think they snag their division. That's a hot take. I like it though. That's cold. You know what? Dodgers have shown they aren't handling their injuries well. So if they continue to plague by them, I don't think they win. Padres are not invincible. Like Snell hasn't been fantastic for them. I feel like their pitching hasn't been all they've hoped it's for it to be. I think they've start. I think they've relied heavily on, like Tatis, much like and their big hitters. Dude, their offense is ice cold right now. The pitching is carrying them. No, but I'm saying like throughout the season, okay. like, no, throughout the season they've really relied on like their big hitters. I don't say. I, I'm gonna be listen, honest. I was okay, kind I, of I not paying attention. When you said that thing about the hitters, I thought you were talking about the Giants, and I was like, oh. the hitters are carrying them. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> No, 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 Padres. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, I just think I listen, and obviously it's a hot take because that's why we're doing these. But my hot take is that I think the Giants can clinch their division. But in a close race, huge. I think it'd be a close race. Absolutely, I don't think they Who walk away second? with it. Either Dodgers or Padres. Shit, Steve. Yeah, no shit. The Diamondbacks. I, I think it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on injuries. I think it depends on injuries. Okay. All right, I come on. Dodgers, bend, your head, bend your head, pick one. All right, if I had to choose, I think I think Padres. Wow, this is okay. getting colder. 
right. You're the Dodgers. So I think your hot take shouldn't have been that the Giants are winning the division. Your hot take should have been that the Dodgers are getting third. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, because like you you put me on the spot. I don't know. They could take <laughs> yeah, I really exactly. don't know. All right. I literally because I don't. All right, moving on. Moving on. Leave me alone. Oh my god. Dodgers again. Third. All right. Pitcher, I kind of want to stick with Steve while he's flustered. Pitcher yeah, to highlight. No, let's start with Steve. Pull this up when the Giants win the division. <laughs> I hope they do win the division. I'm going to go I, back. I, I have to say my favorite thing about us doing this podcast is we could call each other on our bullshit. Exactly. Now. I can't wait. In, when the Mets are in like third in like a few months, I can't <laughs> wait to pull up. That, oh, I think they can win the division. Oh, and just like me saying the Yankees are ass. Like they're going to go in like a 20 game. Oh, game yeah. Season. When the Yankees win 100 games, it's going to be yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, picture to highlight, Steve. You got one? I want to say to Grom, but obviously that's too easy of a pick, obviously. Uh, trying to think. Right. Do a negative highlight and just say fuck Tyone because he sucks. I, could, I, was, that's could what actually I, could I could say, you know, worst pitcher, Tyone oh, couldn't even get a fucking inning in. Like, and I don't hate, I don't hate amending, amending the category to making it that either. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool with me. All right, then, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know what? Worst pitcher of the week, Tyone. Got one out and let up four runs. Honestly, should have been more. Thank God Boone finally was like – Boone finally made a good pitching decision and took Tyone out. Brought in the mustache man, Nestor Cortez himself. <laughs> Cortez. Bro. He was shoving that game. That man looks like the most stereotypical, like, Mexican I've ever seen. Like <laughs> – he does not help the stereotype at all with the muscle. I do not stand by this man's tape. <laughs> this is ever on a job resume. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that one day Steve's boss is Hispanic. I just want to say, I distance myself. Yeah, no, I don't condone that message. <laughs> right. You know, like at the end of like the president, like I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. Yeah. I'm Rajiv Malhotra and I do not approve of that I message. Something off the book. Hold up. I never said it was a bad thing. I'm pro immigrant. I listen. I listen. He did a fantastic job. He got us. I thought you were, thought you were about to give us your takes on immigration. Yeah. I, did I didn't want to hear that. No, 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 no. I didn't no. Hear it. no, no. But listen, he did a good job, right? I'm just saying, the mustache uh, for me. Okay, shave the mustache. Then, Quickly become a Nestor Cortez wait, podcast. Can't have a mustache. What? <laughs> can't the Yankees not have a mustache? No, you can't have a beard. You can have a mustache. No, you, you don't can't have, have a mustache. You can it's have the a, only can thing you Mustache though. Again, I don't know what's the difference between a mustache and a beard. Take over as fast. A mustache goes like under your nose, above your mouth. The beard is like chin, neck area. (laughs) You're an asshole. (laughs) Facial hair lessons. All right, anyone? CC, who's your pitcher? Uh, I got the man himself, Ed Luis Diaz. He is going off the range this year. Only three blown saves this week? No, he's got none. Wow. The whole season. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, no, oh, wait, maybe it's one. There's no way. Didn't we watch one at Bay? <laughs> oh, did we? I'm, 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 but oh, maybe that was last year. Not, yeah, it was last year against Ozuna. Yeah, it was. It was against that was last year. year. Yeah. No, he's got he's got an awful ERA in non-save situations, which I couldn't find in uh, fan graphs. But it's, like, so bizarre. Like, Louis Rojas would bring him in. Like, he's brought him in, like, four times in, like, four run or bigger differences, and his ERA is, like, four or five. Insane, but if that's the trade off, I would take it, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, he's the guy, he's like finally turning to the guy that we got for Kalinich, still an overpay, but I mean, 
He's um he like the weird thing is that he hasn't changed his spin rate, his velocity, his pitch, like pitch type. It's all the same from when he sucked in 2019. He's just better. Like that's it. You love to see it, really. Yeah, Edwin Diaz is good now, so that's cool. Uh, Sean. So the pitcher I want to highlight uh, is Anthony DeSclafani of the Giants. He threw a complete game shutout. It's actually a second of the second of the season. And he was a very low-key free agent signing for the Giants. And he's one of the pitchers who's just been over not overperforming, just been a pleasant surprise for the team, let's say. Uh, just signed a one-year deal, struggled with Cincinnati badly last year, and he's definitely turned it around. He has a 309 ERA, a whip right above one. He's had a very solid season so far. What are you geeking about, CC? <laughs> Steve's mean mugging it at the bottom. <laughs> He's looking like that Breaking Bad guy meme. Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, the Hank memes? That's what he was looking like. Oh, it's like Hank's hey, happy, then he sat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just looked it up. Edwin Diaz has one blown save. Okay. Must not have seen that dead, but it's all right. Yeah. I think it was. All right. I, I got Zach Wheeler. He's got a 2 2 ERA, 0.89 whip, and I. One of you guys can educate me on this. How do you calculate pitcher war? Uh, pitcher war on baseball reference is a little fucky sometimes. Because yeah, remember there was that Aaron Nola 10-win season that didn't yeah. make any sense. Okay, I looked on base- my numbers from baseball reference, so mine may be fucky, but apparently he has a four war this year. <laughs> Tied with DeGrom, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's above. It's I like ridiculous. Really I think it's because like strikeouts people. throw it off or something. Maybe they weight strikeouts more, and that would make sense because Wheeler is 112 of them, which is pretty yeah. good. Um, it's also, I, think- uh, I was going to say, like baseball reference war takes the average defense for your team. It doesn't take into account the defense on your pitching day. Okay. So throws the numbers off. Hmm. So he has a four war, which prorated mean that he'll have a 10 war season. Like, like you said with Aaron Nola, maybe, maybe a little bit off, but that still great. He's averaging seven innings a start, which is unheard of nowadays. That's the average for him? His average is seven innings. Oh, yeah. I know for a Yankee fan, that must be shocking. Yeah, right. Really. I mean, I, I feel like for any fan, that's shocking. Seven innings a start. Yeah, he is. And he's really enjoyable to watch. He's got such like a fluid mo- mo- yeah. motion. His fastball is so sick. And then we'll snake draft this, so I'll go first on the hitters. I got Tyler O'Neill. Even though he just lost me my fantasy game. Damn it. Uh, he's a 950 OPS, 285 average, and 15 home runs, which pro rate is 38 home runs on the season, which is ridiculous. Yeah, his baseball savant page is just stupid. His exit velocity is 96th percentile. Barrel percentage is 99th. Hard hit is 92nd. XWOBA, 96th. Expected batting average, 94th. And expected slugging, 100th means he's number one in the league which is pretty good and then small guy yeah that's this is where i'm what i'm getting into that is all great those hitting numbers that's phenomenal that's sick i think what is more insane is coming into this year tyler o'neill is a speedster defender yeah so if you look at his if you look at his um sprint speed on baseball savant it's 98th percentile according to them and his outs above average is 88th which is usually the best stat on for outfielders 88th percentile for i think i believe he plays in left um he won the gold glove last year i didn't know they like to do it for like unknown guys so he won the gold glove he won a gold glove last year i'm gonna be completely real with you i saw him available in fantasy baseball had i've never heard of him 
I saw his numbers, took a flyer on him, and he's been insane. So he, I think, deserves a shout out. He's a speedster that plays great defense that's going to hit 38 home runs. I mean, that's pretty good. All right, I'll do uh, – I have Matt Olson. I've been tracking him all year just because I picked him to win MVP this year, which I did based on very deep research. Matt. But um, <laughs> he – I didn't even know. Last year he hit 195, which is, like, crazy because he had – let's see this. He hit 195, and his – what was his OPS? Like, a eight, was it 800? Uh, no, but it was close. He had a 310 on base percentage with a 195 average and then a 424 slugging. Like, how do you do that? And then this year, like he's finally hitting for average, he's got 285. So his on base is 372 and his slugging is 584. His defense still sucks. But so that means with slugging, his slugging, you know, what was it? Batting average 195, slugging like over 400? Yeah. His average hit is over a double. <laughs> no, yeah. The guy gets <laughs> big power. Yeah. So that's why I picked him to just pick that up. For, I mean, I don't think he's really – he's kind of running for MVP, but, I mean, Vladdy and Otani obviously have to cool off. But, I mean, he's one of the big reasons the A's are in contention right now. I think the A's have a good shot. I mean, they're always just that team that's like – they kind of feel like the twins where it's like, yeah, they're going to make it, but kind of don't really take them to go far. Yeah, but, they're not going to go you far. Know, you never know. They kind of have a sneaky good team. All right, so for my hitter, I'm going to go with Jared Walsh. Uh, Quietly having a very good season at the plate. He's hitting 293 with 14 bombs, 43 RBIs, and a 918 OPS. I think because he's not Otani, he doesn't get the love he deserves, but he actually is a two-way player, believe it or not. He did pitch five games as a reliever in 2019, so yet another two-way guy. He does have a thick swing, too. He had that walk-off jack, and he, like, pimped it. It was sick. Yeah, he's been a quality player for my fantasy team as well. Yeah, I think he also gets yeah, he gets forgotten by Trout, Otani, Rendon. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason the Angels shouldn't be good. They just refuse to get good pitching. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve, hit us with it. All right, boys. I know we're gonna trash him all the time on this podcast, but I have to give him the shout out while he deserves it. I'm gonna Gary. start screaming at you, but I don't want to interrupt your segment, so I'm muting myself. <laughs> Gary Sanchez. Oh. Man's been on fire the past couple of games. 15 for 46. That's a 326 average. Quick math. Three. <laughs> you know, he's been hitting home runs left and right. Got a bunch of RBIs. OPS is a little under 1,000, which is much better than we can expect from Gary in the future. Like, he's been – especially the biggest thing for him has been uh, crushing the breaking balls lately. It's something you saw him struggle with early on the season. Can I just say, can we go back to like 10 minutes ago when I said Lindor is going off in the last 15 games? And you said, oh, 15 games. Yeah, but guess what? You also said Lindor is going to carry you to the World Series. I just said, Gary, we're going to kill the rest of the podcast. Lindor has carried a team to the World Series, buddy. So we can do it again. Where's your evidence of Gary being good? Lindor lost the World Series, though. (laughs) Back to the World Series. All right, but. I don't really have an argument against Gary because I don't fucking watch this. He's my shadow for the week, not for the right, season. Fine. You know, I'll give you it. Whatever. Be happy about the guy. Who cares? Exactly. Give me it before he goes back to being Gary. And I'm like, oh, he's, yeah, he's a streaky guy. So we ride the highs while we can. Exactly. Give us the highs. Let us. I kind of want to hear Raj go off a little bit. 
he Bro, said, I was watching okay, Emily right. just now. I'm, I, I have like a five paragraph essay I could go on. <laughs> my, my thesis being in, in what you said in the past couple days, we're talking about Sean. Again, Sean was bringing up Walsh, who was a 930 OPS on the season. We're talking about <laughs> I bring up O'Neill, 950 OPS on the season. CC, I'm going to be honest, don't remember who you said. Matt Olson. Matt Olson who plays gold glove defense, and I don't remember his OPS, but also very good. Gary has one week of an OPS, like, above 800, and he gets the shout-out. Yeah, bro, it's supposed to be shout-out for the week. I'm doing shout-out for the week, Gary's what? It's probably positive. Uh, It is. It's like 0.7 or something like that. I just looked it up recently. There we go, Gary. (laughs) He does have a higher average than Lindor this season, just pointing out. Oh, average is a good stat. We know average is a good stat, guys. And OPS, if you want to throw that in there, and home runs, and RB, uh, not RBIs, maybe. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing is that Gary is a better all-around baseball player than. No, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. Listen, CC's Mister Stats over there, so just look at the stats. Like there are a few offensive stats that Gary is better than Lindor at. Now you, now you sound like a. Just look at the stats. Just look at the stats. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to prospects. Um, anyone want to go first? Uh, I'll shout out my boy Hunter Green. I remember seeing him on a Sports Illustrated magazine like five years ago. And I always check to see where he's at because I feel like guys usually get to the league because he was like the second pick in the draft. So I feel like you usually get like within like three years, right? But it's been like five years. He was coming out of high school? I think so. No, he went to Notre Dame. Then, yeah, that is weird. Didn't yeah. he go to Notre Dame? Isn't like Notre Dame High School in California or something like oh, that? They produce a bunch of it's something like that. That might be what it is. Maybe it was in high school. But um, green. Let's see. He just got promoted to AAA. That's why. Apparently, right. that's- yeah, Notre Dame High School. I was about to say definitely because he's twenty. He's only twenty-one. Wow. So then he gets drafted. Twenty seventeen or twenty twenty seventeen. I just exited out. Probably should have researched this. this is John Carlos Stanton also went to this high school. Uh, it was mad in the 2017 draft. Okay, I know he went second. And he I just got second overall, yeah. Play, so, and he, oh, he got up to triple A. That's good. Yeah, so he's, he should be up this year, I'd say. Maybe next year, but probably September college this year. I got, um, just because you mentioned that, I'm going to give a shout out to Deep Cut Prospect. Brian Bello, from, oh, he's on the Red Sox. He was in high A this year, just moved up to double A, had his first start yesterday, and was lights out. So shout out Brian Bello. And my prospect that I was going to talk about was Adley Rushman. He's currently 23 years old, and he's in double A, just about average. But um, so his number, minor league numbers are kind of funky because, I mean, you could be, if you're talking, especially double A, double A right now with the lost season last year, there, there are 20-year-old Dominican kids there, and there are 27-year-olds that came out of college, so it's a little bit bizarre. But Rushman's OPS is 1,000 there, and he has 10 home runs in 28 games. So, And apparently, according to scouts, his glove is better than his bat. So if he's doing wow. that with the bat, gloves got to be pretty good. So, All right, I'll go with mine. So earlier in the podcast, we talked about uh, – Cardinals top prospects that weren't shipped over to Colorado and one of them is Nolan Gorman who had a three three home run game on Saturday and he's been raking uh 10 home runs in 33 games 328 average 989 OPS he's had a very solid season so far it's worth mentioning I'm not gonna lie I don't pay attention to prospects I couldn't 
I couldn't give anything if I tried. So how about this then? When we do prospects, Steve, why don't you only do just talk about Dominguez? Let's just, just <laughs> like every every week, just be like my prospects, Dominguez. <laughs> just like do we do we have another offensive oriented catching prospects in the pipeline? Oh god, probably do. Hold up, actually the Mets do. Oh, really? Who the Mets have? Alvarez, he's their top prospect. Big offensive catcher. All right, and moving on to the main main story. I think that we can kind of talk about Spider Tech again with this topic, but I really want to just focus on what Pete Alonzo said this past oh. week. CC, you want to give a summary? He's your yeah, well, he was asked, he kind of just randomly brought up this point, like super casually, and was just like, oh, yeah, like everyone knows that the MLB manipulated the baseballs in 2019 because of the free agent class. And like the reporter was like, what? No one knows that. And then he like asked him, he was like, is something players talk about? And he was like, no, like it's a fact. Like he said that. He was like, no, it's a fact that they did it. And he was like so convicted about it. He was like, the guy was like, all right, like I don't think it's a fact, but I apparently he believes, and I, I would assume more guys in MLB besides Pete believe that the reason that the baseballs were juiced in 2019 was because there was a stretch of free agent pitchers in 2019, which I don't even know who exactly he's referring to. I was about to say that. So I, I looked it up. It was. Yeah. It was Garrett Cole was the number one free agent that year. Strasburg too, I think, right? Um, I see Bumgarner, Wheeler, Hamels. It's funny that he was such a big name then. Batanzas and then Porcello. Um, I think Strasburg was the year after. He was oh, actually, after the 2019 season, he got the big contract too. Strasburg doesn't count because he was a re-signing. He never hit free agency. Okay, he, gotcha. They just extended him. But, yeah, Strasburg would also be part of that. Would have been up for free agency yeah. had he not been re-signed. Because this was post the World Series where he – I think he got MVP that World Series. I yeah. But, yeah. So, my, my main thing is why would the league do that? Why does the league want free agent contracts to be cut down? They want players to be paid less. No, it's to help – I think it's to help small market teams, right? If players' contracts go up – it's the bigger markets that are going to be able to afford them. Look at Garrett Cole, right? He was the top free agent that year, and he got a monster contract from the Yankees, so right? Play. And let's be honest, other teams, other small market teams, aren't going to be able to really handle that type of, you know, paying out. And as, you know, as we've been seeing lately, contracts are going up and they continuously go up. I think it's a way to kind of knock them back down if, if yeah. that's what's happening. And I think Alonzo at least believes in what he's saying. And when you like the video you sent me, at least definitely, he was definitely convinced in what he was saying. I don't know how true it is, obviously, but it does say something to me that not only does he seem to really believe it, but his belief that everyone else seems to believe it. Like he was almost shocked when we were like, when the reporter was like, yeah, no, no, what? Like yeah. nobody really well, knows The that. main like, point the Mets broadcast brought up when they played it was like, like Ron Darling said, like, there's no way the MLB is this like organized where they could be able to coordinate something like this and have it work this well. And not, not only to mention that, but like they did it so obviously, like this was not something that they wanted it to go like this. Like they didn't want, want, a baseball to be this obviously like doctored and effectively like back and forth like it's been but i mean i agree with him in the ridiculousness of having the baseballs change this much year to year like that's absurd but 
don't know if there's like some conspiracy theory like this where it's like this evil plan. Well, it is certainly interesting for me because like I understand why Major League Baseball would want to juice the balls because, you know, create more offense. Because if you look at like what the NFL has been doing the past five years, all the rule changes have been in favor of the offense because that's what fans want to see at the end of the day. So why you would then switch back to the dead in baseballs just kind of makes no sense to me. So it, I'm not saying Alonzo's comments like are 100 percent accurate, but it's, it definitely raises an interesting point. Like, why is Major League Baseball just like changing the balls like at random, seemingly? Yeah, that's and if they're not at random, then what's the motive? I think that also with the motive, with the player contract, why that doesn't make sense to me is, let's say, that okay, the top-end free agents, they're all pitchers, great. There's going to be a lot of hitter free agents as well, that if they're hitting 40, 50 moonshots, they're going to get big-ass contracts. I mean, come on. So, I mean, even that 2019, it was, yes, it was pitcher-heavy, but it was still Rendon, J.D. Martinez, Ozuna, Donaldson, Grandal, Didi, Puig, big name then, Jose Abreu. I mean, there's still good big yeah. names that with big numbers are going to get huge contracts. I also think um, going off the point that about the deadening the balls and then bringing them back and up and down, I, I, I don't, I think it's too early to say anything. Genu I genuinely believe this about the baseballs from this year and last year, because last year was a, was a summer league. It wasn't a major league baseball season. Think about it. The season had it. When did they start? Shortly after July fourth, right? Yeah, it was like middle of July. Twenty third was opening day, July twenty third. So about a month from now, plus a couple, plus a week or so. Like, you were starting the season with warm weather, and you were also starting the season quickly, which is going to favor the pit, the hitters over the pitchers. Give hitters 10, 15 at bats in spring training, they're good. It's really for pitchers. So having that season with oh these balls were juiced, this was insane. It was just because it was, I think, partially because it was summer. Then going into this year, people are judging it already, but you're judging it off of April, May. We were at that game in Boston. I mean, you're not hitting it out. Yeah. You can you can mash it all you want. Maybe Vladdy with his ass, but no one else is hitting it out. Like it would then oh, yeah. you're not seeing you're not seeing games like that in August. Right. But in terms of for especially for the Red Sox in Boston, especially for any and any team really, except for the was in the South, you're playing in terrible conditions not terrible you're not playing in great conditions for the first month maybe two months even now that game that we went to was mid-june i mean from beginning of june so yeah. i think that, that 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 definitely plays a part as well i mean i would say i think a lot of this is just the mlb trying to crack down on whatever the public response is so i think they heard originally that like baseball's boring and their solution was let's increase home runs strikeouts so that it led to the increase in 2019 then you heard like whispers of it's getting a little too ridiculous something's clearly happening they decided not to address it for a while then they finally do and they say they're going to change it back and then i think the big thing this year was no hitters i think like everyone's noticed the rpm right going up and obviously runs per game is down but i think without the six no hitters i think they might get away with it this year with the six no hitters everyone started talking about it again and then that's when they were like all right we have to do something so, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting situation for sure. And it's, it always just points back to like the MLB being yeah, incompetent. Absolutely out of touch with the yeah. fans. And or players. they're just very insecure and basically they just listen to the fans too much and they don't have their own direction. They just listen yeah. to what people are telling them to do. Well, here's the problem with listening to whatever the fans want. 
You have half the fans who are going to complain one way, and the other half is going to complain when they don't get their way. So I'm sure that's I'm sure that's part part of what happened is you know they heard the loud part of the fan base that was like we want more home runs and more strikeouts and stuff like that. They obliged, and then after that, the other half came out and was like, "There's no more hitting. It's just a home run or an out." Like, so now they switch it back. Like, and again, like I do feel a little bad because there's no pleasing everybody. But at the same time, you got to do what's best for the game for yeah. the players. I think it's just really tough for oh. the players with the ball going back and forth like that. As a fan, yeah, I genuinely... you know, like, think of it. You go, you go. No, 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 no you, you go, you go. So, okay. We were, I, I genuinely don't care about favoring the hitters, favoring the pitchers. That's all fine. But I think that today's game is not what baseball is supposed to be. Like the three true outcomes, I watched it. There was an MLB, MLB network did a segment on this like a week ago. That's so why I bring this up. The three true outcomes, it's like 37% of at bats are a home run, strikeout, or walk, AKA the ball not getting put in play. Right. I want to say that like the ball needs to get put in play more. Simply. Yeah. So when you have, I remember a lot this season, and I get I get down on the Red Sox because that's the team I watch, but I'm sure it's other teams as well. Second and third, no outs. I've seen that turn into zero runs, like a third of the time. Like it's crazy that that's usually like that's an easy run, one run, easy one run, maybe two. But it's so common that the first two guys just strike out. Yeah, no, situational hitting is non-existent anymore. Yeah. That's like, why I like you brought up a uh, Nick Madrigal last last time. And I think that's yeah. one of the guys that can do that. I think DJ LeMahieu was also in that category. Mm-hmm. I think that's what made DJ LeMahieu kind of exciting to watch a lot of the time was the fact that he wasn't a home run hitter, but you know what? He was going to hit that single or double that was going to push runners across. I think you're kind of right in the sense that baseball's lost that. Like baseball before to me used to be, it was a, it was basically a pitcher. Like now it's a pitcher's battle. Before it used to be a hitter's battle. Like, you know, used to hit runs in. You used to have to get guys on base, move them around. Now it's like, all right, everyone looks to the pitcher to basically win the game for them, and they don't look to the hitter anymore. They look to maybe one big hitter to drive in a couple runs with a big home run, and they wait for the pitchers to, you know, close it out for them. And I think back, especially, like, when we were younger and definitely way before that, it was, you know, pitchers struggled for every out. You know, hitters were hitting the ball. You had guys on base. There are plays on the base. You don't see much stolen bases anymore. You don't see, you know, you don't see that anymore. Like, and I think that's because I think that's what made baseball so exciting. Yeah, and going back to the whole balls and play thing, I feel like it's a little too late to start this conversation now, but it's definitely about you know altering the shift or somehow regulating it is another way to. Yeah. We can get that another time. Shifts will be a main topic. Yeah. Either the next, that's another time. Either I'm the next saying, episode or the one after that, we're gonna get to it. Connect to connect it back to Pete. Just like I think we agree that he's talking about something that needs to be talked about, but maybe a little off base. I think he's exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I can't see the elite saying, "Oh my God, look, Baez is a free agent. Story's free agent. Juice the balls." Like I don't see that. Yeah, no. or, or don't juice the balls. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah, no. I I think he's a little off on maybe his main point, but I think he definitely brings up interesting concepts to think about and definitely stuff that has to be talked about. Like the MLB shouldn't be getting away with manipulating the game every year to favor what they want. You know, like baseball was fine before. And the whole, like, again, I'm one of those, like everyone who says like, oh, baseball's dying, baseball's dying. 
it's not dying. There's actually a lot of studies that like show it isn't. It's just a regional sport. If your team's not in the playoffs, you're not going to watch other teams. So, all right. My laptop is on five percent, so I'm cool calling it a day. I got nothing else. Yeah, I'm all set. It is twelve thirty and I am ready to go to bed. You were ready to go to bed like six hours ago. Well, that's not even. I just want anyone that could possibly anyone that could possibly be listening to this needs to know that Steve, he's my roommate in college, sleeps sixteen hours. We all go to college. 16 hours hey, a day, this guy. So he slot him on the good eight hours. That's not that these two can attest. That is not an exaggeration. That no. is 16 is about accurate. It'd be generous, honestly. Yeah, maybe. All right, Steve, give us the outro, baby. Come on. Oh, we have an outro. Oh, God. All hey, right. You're the outro. We do now. <laughs> <laughs> we do now, boys. Uh, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time to The Foul Territory. We're still going by Foul Territory? Yeah, the foul territory. Oh, the foul territory. It's the foul territory, which is why I emphasize right. the signing off. All right, signing off.